to the Three Mandy's Podcast. This is where the two Mandy's talk to some of the best and brightest guests in all the West. Yeehaw! Join us every week on iTunes, SoundCloud, Stitcher, iHeartRadio, Spotify, Podbean, and YouTube. Idiot. Let's see who's at the ranch today. <laughs> yeah. So it's like, oh, fuck it. It's like kale. It's like if I'm starving for nourishment and I'm just like, oh, there's fucking Adobe Premiere tutorials. Delicious. Right. I don't have video games or movies or I haven't seen a movie or a TV show since I started doing stand-up. Well, that's good. I, um, way back when, cause I'm old, um, I got rid of cable cause I stayed home from work to watch the season finale of flavor of love. Cause I had missed it the night before. And I was like, wow, Mandy, this is a problem. Wow. Like this is not okay. You know, like I was so addicted to it and I was like, I really want to know like who he picks, like it fucking matters, you know? So I got rid of cable and I haven't watched cable, but I stream a lot. I just streamed um, uh, Barry. I'd never seen that with a uh, Bill Hader. Yeah. You guys seen that? I haven't seen it, but I know you can go. It's really good. Yeah, because he's a serial killer and he ends up joining an acting class and he decides. Is he a serial killer or a hitman? No, nah, whatever. Oh. He kills people. Hitman, <laughs> basically. He's okay. a hitman. He's like, it's one of those weird things as a woman where you're like, why? Like, you're not, it's, I don't know. I'm sort of lezzed out, so I'm not the one to ask. But you look at the guy and you're like, Bill Hader, he's so fun. He's like, cool. But in the show, he's kind of like a nerd. But then when he kills people, you're like, oh, yeah, okay. He's hot now again. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I, I don't know what it is about the serial killers. It's fucking, it's universal. fascinated with the darkness do you think it's the same way for men it's got to be safe darkness safe darkness (laughs) yeah that's the perfect man is the the piece of shit uh attitude that gives you the like the rush of like the piece of shit but is actually a good guy right so that that way you get like the best of like both worlds sometimes i'll be an asshole to my girlfriend you know, she doesn't like it, but I feel like it's like your vegetables. You need this. <laughs> you need it. <laughs> <laughs> Nothing mean, but like no, she, got, she got mad. At, I was washing the baby's dishes and she's like, excuse me, I need to wet this cloth. And I was like, I'm doing the goddamn baby dishes. I'm like domesticated. So when she turned around, I sprayed her with the faucet and she had just gotten her hair done after like months of quarantine and she wow didn't take that into consideration (laughs) wow fucking furious (laughs) so yeah sometimes my asshole is just an asshole and it's not fun how how are you with quarantine and being in a relationship you got a baby too right yeah i'm super super lucky i fucking she's a she's a trooper she used to be when i met her she was like a like a daycare teacher sort of person, like pre-K teacher, daycare, babysitting. <clears throat> so that's what she did. So she that's why we had a baby. I was just like, you know, indifferent. <laughs> and then she really wanted it. So I was like, well, you know, I guess if you really want it, I don't care. Wow, that is, that's like deep. Yeah. 
<laughs> like, I guess I'll make a person. Whatever. Mm-hmm. Well, I asked myself the question that if fucking the flying spaghetti monster, Jesus Christ above, came down mm-hmm. and was like, you have to pick. Uh, do you want a kid never or tomorrow? Pick one. And if and that's ironclad, I sign the contract and it's never, I go to my grave barren right. or impregnation, it starts tomorrow. I was like, well, I guess I'd pick tomorrow. Uh, I would pick once I'd had that thought, I was like, <laughs> I'm fucking in. Who cares? I'm old. I'm 35. It's time to shit or get off the pot. Anyway. My girlfriend yeah. and I have been getting her nine years. We ain't going Another nine years? Wow. Yeah. We were supposed to get married uh, March 20th and it got canceled. Oh. oh. Stupid viruses. I got a lot of good jokes out of it, though. I bet. Yeah. Did you guys have everything planned and ready to go? Yeah. 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 Fuck. Out of state travel, the whole nine. Ugh. That sucks. And then so we got, we signed the paperwork. We got married still. We met each other uh, three... 319 uh 2011 and then so our official dating anniversary was 320 11 and so i started doing comedy 10 17 17 that was my first time doing comedy so something about 320 20 i was like yeah it's got a nice ring to it it all like is symmetrical Mm -hmm. i was like i feel like we gotta that's a joke i have in my act now it's like why would you get married if you don't want to, it's like, well, I already knocked her up. So who gives a shit now? <laughs> <laughs> it's like, I'm just, you just get it like deeper. It's the old Louis CK bit. You get oh, married, that's what my like, dad did. And it was, didn't turn out good. <laughs> <laughs> when you get married, Louis CK had a bit yeah. where he said, when you get married, you're like, fuck, now I can't leave. And then you have kids and you go, shit, I could have left. <laughs> <laughs> Like fuck, kid, like nothing. Once you have a kid, that's that's the. I don't wear a ring. I told her I was like, I'm not wearing it. I was like, I'm not into jewelry. You know, we're married. Yeah. You're my wife. Like everybody, I talk. Literally, I talk about you on stage. Like everyone knows right. you're my fucking. You're not out there smacking bitches away. No. Well, I mean, I am, but <laughs> it's just for sport. It's like right. targets. It's like, that's yeah, just to keep the practice. Up. Right, right. <laughs> Stupid. <laughs> no, that was one of the roast jokes that when we did Corey's birthday, it was I don't remember who did it, but they're like, Grambo dodges me too, like Matrix bullets. <laughs> and I was like, it's, that's because... It's fun to flirt. You can flirt really, really strongly when the girls know you are quite literally off the table. Like, this is not real. Right. This is fun. I can just beg, but come on, show me your tits, you know? And if, if fucking Ryan or Anthony said that, the context is kind of gross. But with me, there's this weird, like, ironic, like, you and I both know none of this can work. You're you're a hundred rats away from my girlfriend's Facebook page. It literally you can't you can't right. cheat in 2020. It doesn't exist. At the same time, if Ryan or Anthony said that, I would just laugh. Exactly. I, I think crazy. it's all about. <laughs> oh, I get. It. I appreciate that. Cool. I can't ask for a titty. It's cool. Well, I don't want to see a titty. Wait, hold on. What? <laughs> we can, Anthony, we can't ask for a titty. You gotta be cute. <laughs> Noah Hubler can't ask for a titty. Uh, no, no, he can't. I was watching that um the Bill Burr special where he's like 
Um, I hate that whole no means no thing. He was like, you guys don't say no. We ask and you say, no. Yeah. <laughs> and I was like, yeah, that's a thing. That's a thing. It ruins the fun. Yeah. <laughs> right. The problem is that sex is now becoming like stop signs. It's like, why do you have to stop at a stop sign at two in the morning if you live in the country? There's not a car for miles, dude. It's 1 a.m. I can see both direct. I'm from Iowa. And you pull up to a dirt road crossing <laughs> where you can see 10 miles in both directions. <laughs> I was like, he's going to bring it in. He's bringing it in. Where, where's the metaphor? <laughs> the reason is, is because it's like an insurance policy against the dumbest fucks. We have to arrange society around the dumbest fucks in the country. And then so that way we are protected from like at least we can say we told you so. You were told right. not to do that. So now sex is becoming that. It used to be like taught generation to generation, you know, like what it was to be a man. And I didn't know. I spent my whole life raised by women and I had no clue what it was was to be a man until I met a friend of mine. Uh, I, was, I used to drive a Zamboni for like 10 years at an ice rink. And uh, this old Iraq vet dude fucking, you know, not old, 35. I was probably 27, you know, so older than me. And mm -hmm. fucking, and this dude's like the real McCoy. Like he's the real, like when you hear the word alpha male thrown around, it's by a bunch of douchebag, you know, right. pussies. Like this dude's the real McCoy. Like he's the fucking... Two tours in Iraq, one in Afghanistan. Uh, the Zamboni manual's this thick, you know? There's 10 of us. We've had so many different Zamboni people, managers. No one reads the book. We get the mechanic. This motherfucker, the day he got hired, took the book home, read it over the weekend, and then was able to service the entire machine, like, professionally Jesus. over the course of the next, like, 30 days. It's like, dude, you're Not just, me. like, different. Yeah. You know? So once I met him, I was like, oh, my God, like, you know, once you know something exists, you can see it all around you. And I started seeing like, oh, OK, so this is the, something I've been telling women all, all the time because I've just been fascinated with it, is that the reason that women end up dating so many douchebags and assholes and they like fall into that is because crazy uh, insane people and or really, really dumb guys, they accidentally like have like social cues that the alpha male dudes, like the true like badass, like male provider, like warriors, strong eye contact. They don't second guess what they say. Very forward, you know, blah, blah, blah. They're leader types. And then crazy guys accidentally do all the same shit. Strong eye contact. <laughs> very, very confident. Very confident. You know? That makes like, a lot of sense, yeah. You just feel like, so, oh, I want to follow this guy, you know? Mm -hmm. So I think that's no. the big problem is our, uh, our DNA hasn't caught up with our brains. We're still... Well, and I think, too, like, that um, I feel like, I mean, I'm 40 or going to be 40 this year. And um, when you're young, like, when you're a young woman, like... It's all about like, should I hook up with him? Should I not hook up with him? Is he going to tell his friends? You know, it's like this whole like thing in your head. And then like, once you get older and you realize like that 
all men want to have sex with you and you can do whatever the fuck you want. Like (laughs) it's such a, like a revelation, you know, like it's like this thing where you're just like, Oh, everyone's stupid, but me, I have no idea. Like it's this weird because they sort of let people guide them. Like you said, you know, they're picking up on clues instead of like being like, you know, this is what I want because women aren't taught that women aren't taught to be like, because if we ask for what we want, we're, we're told we are bitches. (laughs) Yeah. Or we're too forceful or whatever. I had this argument with um, a comedian one time with a male comedian and uh, we went round and round and round women and men and comedy and blah, blah, blah. And I was like, can I ask you one question? And he was like, yeah. I was like, how many open mics you went to and said, damn, (laughs) there's too many women here. (laughs) He's like, Oh yeah, I've never uh like yeah, shut up. <laughs> like, I don't What's your guys' uh, relationship status, Anthony and Ryan? Uh, <laughs> Ryan? <laughs> <laughs> He's the I'm, more interesting one. I'm I am I am very happily married. Oh yes. Yes. And I am also dating someone else. So yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yes. yes. <laughs> Ryan yeah. is the Mac in this. Ryan's well, the hold on. I'm gonna get. I'm gonna put my wife in on this call. <laughs> <laughs> That's a joke that I haven't got to do that I wrote during quarantine that I haven't done yet. That's like uh, starting out kind of social justice warrior kind of style where it's like men. You're allowed one girlfriend. You understand me? You can't be dating multiple fucking girls. That's ridiculous. You get one girlfriend, which is why I can't wait to get married to open up that girlfriend slot. (laughs) (laughs) Hey, that felt like comedy. It did. I miss that. I love you guys. Uh, I love you too. It was people. I said a thing to people. (laughs) And they all laughed. Uh, I literally. What about been, you, Aunt? What about you, giant Asian Aunt? Giant Asian? No, no. I'm I've been single for a while. Yeah. Yeah. You want me to help you change that? <laughs> uh, <laughs> are, you, are you trying to sleep with Anthony? Everyone's not, always well, trying I to mean, sleep with Anthony on our Zoom no. calls. If, Look, if, if he, if he changes get, that picture, if it helps me get booked in Boulder, I'm willing to no. sleep. sleep uh, <laughs> <laughs> that is the requirement. Just so you know. How right. the fuck does Grambo get booked all the time? And, <laughs> great fuck yeah you guys yeah that's how we that's how we get to go up early at vision quest mm-hmm. we'll just service anthony with that fucking head of hair dude <laughs> <laughs> and he's God, not doing it service right now other pictures we just has a blank he has the fan going it's amazing yeah. It's just you have the best hair in the chat, and Mandy's hair is looking fine. So, <laughs> yeah, I, I will bow to Anthony's hair. Yeah, that one has got that volume, though. She's killing it. Yeah, um, I it turns out, uh, being in quarantine, what's good for your curls is not doing anything mm. <laughs> or going anywhere. <laughs> You really? just have to sit really still. Yeah, it's great. It's been awesome. Yeah, my quarantine has been, since I don't have comedy, I've just been, like, working out a lot. And, um, good. yeah, uh, I, in lieu of, like, cutting, 
(laughs) 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 Or crying. (laughs) Good, good. I'm like, I guess I'll just go for a run and hurt my joints. That's a funny joke. Is like uh, good news, like quarantine. It's like good news, bad news, good news. I I wrote a lot of jokes. Uh, bad news. It was a, a, with a knife into my forearm. <laughs> right. <laughs> I wrote that. I wrote a tweet. I was like, "Hey, Mandy, are you writing a lot of jokes during quarantine?" And I'm like, "Yes, absolutely." And I put an asterisk next to jokes and wrote on the bottom, "Sad poetry." <laughs> 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 Fucking killing the sad poetry game. I'm starting to get my get back, but for a good month there, I was just like, mm-hmm, "What do I do with my?" Because, I mean, I, I just got furloughed um, the f- first. So, yeah. So, I didn't have uh, – I, I worked eight hours a day and I did comedy every night. So, then I didn't have comedy. So, now I don't have work. <laughs> so, I'm like, well, this will be interesting to see. Tune in, ladies and gentlemen. Mm-hmm. Let's see if she cracks. <laughs> you guys doing yeah. anything else creative to stay busy? Uh, uh no. <laughs> <laughs> Anthony I've been watching a lot of movies. That's all I've been doing. Yeah. What are you watching, Anthony? Uh obscure Swedish existential films. Of course you are. Always, every time. All right. <laughs> Name some names. <laughs> Who's that? Name some names. Uh there's this movie called uh You the Living. And it's uh it's from two thousand, I don't know, seven. Uh You the Living? Yeah, You the Living. You the Living. And uh, the guy was a commercial director. And then he just started to make feature films. And it's just one shot. There's no cuts or anything. And then it just happens for like five minutes and then moves to the next scene. Wow. That movie, yes. At yeah. the tuba? Yeah. It's, uh, it's like a dramatic Monty Python movie. Interesting. Yeah, so if Monty nice. Python did a dra- uh, dramatic movie, that would be You the Living. That's dope. Hmm. See, those are the sort of things that I would actually break my TV ban to watch because it falls into like, oh, this is like cerebral and kind of educational. It's funny, though. I'm, I'm, I'm going to say it's, it, it's, there's some funny moments nice. in it. Yeah, I'm definitely intrigued by uh, no cuts. That's, that's interesting. That's a, lot of, that's a lot of fucking work. Well, he 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 frames it as if it's a as a painting. So he's like influenced by the painters. So, and he doesn't shoot anything outside. It's all constructed in this studio that he built. Interesting. So cool. Everything is like made up. It doesn't look. Everything's artificial. So, but you look at it and you're like, wow, this looks beautiful. But everything's in a studio. It's like in the in, it'll be in the beach, and you find out they bought the sand in, and then they put you know the, the grass, and it's all artificial. Oh, so much dedication. Now you see why I liked Westworld. <laughs> I remember that's the exact, that's what I was literally just saying. I was telling David Gamble last night, I, tr- I tried to interview David Gamble. He was shit-faced and just being belligerent. <laughs> I could see that about him. We yeah. had him on the podcast. He was super yeah. awesome. And I was trying to explain to him, I was like, what was great about the first season of the show is like you're watching a Western and then, like, all of a sudden, they'll be in an old-timey saloon, and on the player piano will be Black Hole Sun. Mm-hmm. And then you remember, oh, shit, this is, a, this is in the year 2052, and these are sentient robots 
Like, you know, and it's just like, Oh, it, like the mind fuck. And the, the writing was really good. So I totally relate to that fucking like, you know, the fact that like, it's surreal to know that like, Oh, this is all happening in one place, but in a real movie, I'm going to have to watch that. I'm going to put that on my little, uh, is that on anything? How long? Uh, I actually had to search it. Uh, it's on Mubi. <laughs> Mubi. <laughs> yeah. yeah I just learned of Mubi just uh, a couple weeks ago because of Westworld. Sorry. Nice. <laughs> uh, you can go on Amazon for his other movies, the same thing, static shots. Um, Interesting. Are they like Pigeon long movies? or Was that? Are they long movies? or are they No, like- they're an hour and a half. Gotcha. So it's really quick. And the characters are only in for like three minutes and then they're gone. And then hmm. they another person. How big is the cast? Yeah. Is the cast like huge? Yeah. The cast is huge. And it took him like three years to make. Wow. Jeez. Because it's, he finances it because <clears throat> he makes all these commercials. And so he pays for everything. So he doesn't have any studio telling him what to do, but it takes a long time. Mm-hmm. That's why I'm going to start stripping. Huh. It's not going to pay for my studio time. Yeah, that's fucking awesome, man. That's pretty cool that he makes, like, garbage so he can make cool stuff. Well, I watched his commercials, and they're pretty funny, actually. Well, I know, but I'm sure he's not, like, I can't imagine his commercials (laughs) bring him as much joy as his personal stuff. He he said that it pays for the art stuff. So it's, mm-hmm. it's weird. He's anti. He's a he's against capitalism. But they said, isn't it ironic that you make commercials? And he's yeah, like, right. Yeah. And there is the rub. There is the truth. And there is why nothing changes and nothing ever will. Because yeah, he's basically. you know fuck capitalism and I'm this art house goon, but I'm gay for pay. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so that's exactly what that's a lot about what uh Barry is about because there's a girl on there that like finally gets in front of an agent and she's working on a piece that she's writing and it's really like it's about her boyfriend beating her and it's like we're close to her or whatever but then she um gets an audition for this like horrible like sexist <laughs> sitcom and it's like her big break or whatever and she says no and it just basically destroys her like she's done which is crazy to me how as a comedian you could tell one joke and you're that's it (laughs) you did it (laughs) like i don't know yeah i don't i think that if uh overlord trump has taught us anything if if there's one piece of good i can take out of this fucking orangutan in a fucking twelve hundred dollar suit is that you literally can just not apologize. And if you're confident enough to just come back, fucking you ever, uh, you guys ever watch Seinfeld? Yes. Yes. So, you know, then famously the episode where, uh, George quits his job and then he comes back fucking, do you know the story behind that? No, it's, it's unfat. I didn't know it either. I just saw YouTube where, uh, old Larry David interview where he talked about it. As crazy and as ballsy as that is, right? He did that at what? Some bullshit company. I don't even remember what they did. Insurance, something like that. Yeah. Housing, marketing, something like that. The real story, because it's a true story, is that's what Larry David did at Saturday Night Live. Wow. Wow. He fucking told them off, quit, and fucking 
came back on Monday like he didn't. Oh, and, yeah, and I heard that. Oh, my God. It's so awesome. It just makes you realize that it really is. I uh, interviewed Brant Tobler the other night, and it's just shocking how, like, he's this guy doesn't give a fuck. No. He don't give a fuck. We'll be talking about Denver comedy, you know. It'll be like fucking, you know, this guy and fucking Josh Grambo was doing this. Yeah, he fucking sucks. You know, it's like, wow. you don't hear that in comedy where it's like, you know, oh, fucking pick it. You know, whoever the bigger comics above us are, you never catch us on the Internet being like, oh, fuck that guy. You know? Yeah, right. but, but in the end, it really doesn't, it doesn't matter. It seems but. like every comic that makes it kind of just has that breaking point. They all have that same story. I was doing my thing and I was doing mediocre and then something happened. I snapped. I truly stopped giving a fuck. And then their career takes off. Yeah. And I'm like, and I'm like how can I just, how can I cut to just stop not giving a fuck now? It's hard because the scene doesn't, won't embrace you if you're too. But see what I think is, and I have a lot of thoughts on this because I think like, okay, so that voodoo show we did, that was like one of the last shows that I did. Yeah, we got the last boat out. Yeah, yeah, right, (laughs) cha-ching. Yeah, and I mean, that show was fun as fuck. Like two (laughs) days before the lockdown. Yeah, dude, it was awesome. And like, I did like 25 minutes. Yeah, dude, that was crazy. Yeah, it felt really good. Hot crowd. Maybe other than comedy works. Other than those shows, mm-hmm. hottest crowd I've ever performed for. Yeah. But, and I, like, that was one of the first times, one of my first times I performed where I was like, you got this, you know, these jokes, let's have some fucking fun and make these. Yeah, no, laugh. you did great. We were sitting yeah, in the back was, laughing our asses off. It was like, everybody Ooh. did so good. That crowd was great. They were laughing at everything and it was Because the tension was so high. Yeah. Could, like, it was right when, like, the realization, like, Chicago had quarantined like that day mm-hmm. and it's like and then it's we like, got it two it. days later so it's yeah. like it was in the air people are like we have hand sanitizer don't worry I thought we were going to an open mic at voodoo there's gonna be fucking seven people me too I was honestly like driving there and I was like I can't believe you're driving all the way to Denver like because it's a good 45 minutes for me you know and I'm like I'm sure driving all the way to Denver is just stupid there's going to be three people there yeah. whatever at least you get John goes out on stage time. he's like welcome to the voodoo put your hands together <sighs> yeah <laughs> it was wow. people out there holy it was shit crazy but it's like that was one of the first shows where I was like you know these jokes let's just have some fucking fun and go for it right so then I did the next show I did was last Saturday, I did um, Tobias's drive-in show at Syntax. And um, I did like 25 minutes, whatever. And um, like... five minutes in the parking lot. Haven't... Well, and there was like three or four cars and they're honking and they're beeping when they like your punchline. And you can... Sometimes you can see their faces. It felt fucking amazing. (laughs) Honestly, it was awesome. awesome. I mean, I hadn't been able to perform in a month and a half. And like the Zoom shows are the Zoom shows. They're good, but I mean, it's not like actual, you know, but when I did, like, it was a month and a half in between and it felt like an open mic because I hadn't performed in a month and a half, you know, so it felt like the stakes were so low and the first 10 minutes I just riffed and talked about quarantine and didn't even, and just had fun and like we were beeping and I feel like if you go in there being like, let's just have a fucking good time, let's do this, then it's a little bit, I don't know. 
And it's a little bit more than like, got to remember this tag and you got to hit this and you got to hit that. Cause I, that's how I used to go in pretty hard <laughs> to be like, you're going to hit here. And then they're going to laugh here. And then, you know, and then if they didn't, I was like, what? That's hilarious. You guys are, this is crazy. That's but what I'm I, fascinated by is the, the words versus not the words. You know, I focus very much on the words and then I'll see, you know, a guy like someone who I always think of is uh, Aaron Maslow. One time at Voodoo Open Mic, you know, Voodoo Open Mic, once again, it's one of the best showcases in fucking the state damn near. Like if you have a good Voodoo crowd, it's like, this is a fucking, this is a show. This isn't even open to mic. And I remember fucking Maslow came up after some dude had fucking like bombed. Maslow came up and like didn't talk for like 90 seconds and probably got like three or four different like little laugh breaks just from like being kind of awkward and just kind of like looking at them. And I was always just like, damn, I'm so far from like 90 seconds without talking and getting laughs. Oh yeah. I don't know. Anthony, could you stand there for 90 seconds and not talk? I would feel crazy. Uh, not talk. Just stand there for 90 <laughs> yeah. seconds. Just yeah. be. No. Just no. be a hundred percent. Anthony silent. Anthony. <laughs> <laughs> I think I tried it for like 10 seconds and I quit. I was like, no, I'm going to just do my jokes. You just be just be the Asian John Wick. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, dude, we got a fucking we got to shoot a sketch. Do you got a suit and a skinny tie? Yeah, you should do Asian John Wick. Oh yeah. Well, yeah. no, John Wick is Asian though. <laughs> yeah. All right. We'll make fucking well, half John, Asian. Yeah, technically. technically, we'll do uh, John Wick four, and you'll play. Keanu Reeves and I'll play Jason Statham. Now uh, Ryan Statham, you got <laughs> yeah. Jason Bloody Statham. Statham. <laughs> <laughs> I always say that fucking someday all men will will be bald with beards and I will be their king. But Is then you? I remember uh, Statham will actually be their king, so yeah. I, right. I will be your local magistrate. <laughs> <laughs> At least you're on the council. That's yeah. nice. That's all I want. Yeah. I don't got to be a Jedi. Put Just me on the, the table. <laughs> yeah, baby. I'll be the janitor. I'll be happy. It'll be nice. Yeah, we uh, definitely, we need to like, like I'm getting way kind of deep into filmmaking and, and not just the editing. Like that's kind of what I'm like focused on now is like the, the cool, the tricks, you know? Mm-hmm. And I realized that it's like, uh, you know, it's not for everybody. But I've always been fascinated with sleight of hand magic. Not like David Copperfield, but like like a dude will have a card and he's just like, it's like, oh yeah, check out this card. And then it's just like, what the fuck? You know, like how the yeah. fuck did you do that? So I always practice that shit. And I can do little little flibs and flubs, you know. And what I realize is that a lot of that sleight of hand magic is really four or five different like methods right once you master mm-hmm. a handful of them you can do a lot of really freaky shit but i didn't get the pop that a magician would get and i realized it's because that's why they have their whole patter their story and all the bullshit yeah. is because the story is what's important and those are just the yeah. special effects and i realize it's the same thing with editing it's like i have the trick I'll, I'll put out a video of me 
teleporting through a window. I'll jump through a window and teleport through the glass to the other side. Mm -hmm. You know, five likes on TikTok. Yay. (laughs) (laughs) But if there was some compelling story about a dude who fucking woke up and didn't know he had powers and some dude was chasing him and then he ran off and teleported through a window in service of the story, you'd be like, whoa, shit, that was fucking crazy. So I think we need to get some big project. I want to write some something big. I always write two, five-minute things. I want to do something bigger. We need a yeah. big 30-minute, like kind of what Ben Bryant did with Spaghetti High. Mm-hmm. I want to do, you know. Yeah, we should like, like Zoom and write something. That would be fun. Get a bunch of people yeah. together and write. Especially um, in this era, we, we should really yeah. do uh, writer's room meetings. I think everything you just said, too, is like, what's wrong with Hollywood? You know, like I work for a 3D movie company and like, if you watch a movie that was produced for a th- for a 3D experience, it's not exactly plot heavy. Like, you know, they're 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 pushing the plot forward just to get to the next special effects, and it's it does a disservice a lot. Um, so the tickets are cost more, right, for 3D? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I've only seen one 3D movie ever. Was the Sandra Bullock Earth movie? Oh, Gravity? Yeah, which was, that was the movie to see in 3D if you're going to see one. Mm -hmm. She had like a C where she cried and then zero gravity, you know, it's like a little fucking, and it floats (laughs) out and it floats out of the theater and then splashes on your glasses. Right. Oh, shit. Then you can taste it. (laughs) (laughs) Taste the Sandra sadness. Taste it. No, a lot of them are pretty bad. Like, I don't know. That's what I hear. All of them that they like force us to watch. But like the, um, I don't know, the the super fancy 400 frames per second or whatever they're trying to do, like the new technology and stuff, it's real pretty. Like it's real, it's real cool. (laughs) The 3D technology looks awesome. But I realize I hate the look of that stuff, and I never knew mm-hmm. until I started doing filmmaking. And now I realize it's that it's the with the fucking shutter speed be, or the frame rate being so high, there's no motion blur. Yep. Things fucking like even your eyes, yeah. your eyes don't see in that resolution. So when you fucking do this, there's motion blur. I can't see. I see multiple. There's mm-hmm. one. It's a smear. Yeah. And when I you watch like a Blu-ray on a really good TV, they do this and you see every, because every single frame is printed in fucking perfect pixelation. And I fucking, I hate that. I don't want that to be the, that's not how our, we should be focusing on how our eyeballs yeah. Yeah. kind of go in that direction. Yeah. No, I yeah I, what do I know? What do I know? <laughs> I'm wearing a $5 jacket from Goodwill. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> The 3D technology is the same too because like some people get a headache because they're at a theater that doesn't take care of their screen or they don't have an updated projector or whatever. So you'll just get a different quality every time you go and it'll give you headaches. And Yeah, I will say uh, one time thanks to that, the movie and maybe a couple drinks, I definitely puked in Cloverfield. <laughs> nice. Yeah, well, that's one of those shaky cam movies. Yeah, that's not it was bad. not. I was not prepared, and then like I walked in before, and they're like, I had a warning. Hey, be careful! I was like, What? I've had a couple drinks. Uh oh. Oh, good. Uh, yeah, they go too fast. 
for your eyeballs. Definitely. Yeah. yeah I was going to say the other one too, that I can remember is I saw the Hobbit, the first one in theater, 3d IMAX. And I hated it. Like, cause the, you spent the sped up frames per second. I had no idea. I couldn't stand. I'm like, this is beautiful. Why do I hate this? Yeah. Like this is it glorious. Is <laughs> it's really pretty. This is fucking me up. I can't do this. Uh, and it, it was terrible. I did whole theater to myself and I hated that movie. And I also realized too, it's just a shitty movie as well. It didn't help. So right. it's so <laughs> common to get a theater all to yourself. How are they making money? Yeah, no, they weren't. Yeah. Who knows? They probably aren't. Yeah. I keep thinking about that last movie. I watched a uh, honey boy freaking Shia LaBeouf's Life story. Life story. Yeah. It's really? so good. Yeah, it's so good. It was yeah, really he's good. He's a he's a fucking he's a character, that guy. He's, he's for he, real. He's a real person. Yeah. He's watching his life story and like how he acted in it, because he's his father in it. And like mm. yeah. And then mm. I watched a couple interviews um after I watched the movie and he went to therapy. And they made him, he was like, he told a cop to go fuck himself or something. And they were like, you can either go to this program or you can go to jail. And um, he was like, okay, I'll go to this program. <laughs> and they made him like deal with his anger. And um, he like wrote all this stuff while he was in there about his father and his past and everything. And then he got with one of his director's friends. She read it and was like, I'm, I want to make this a movie. So they made it into him. They had very low budget. I think they made it in like three weeks or something, the whole movie. Like, he was. Uh, I remember watching uh, Project Greenlight. You guys ever see that? Yeah. Fuck yeah, yeah. yeah. He hey, was I, on, I, like the first season of that as a kid. Yeah. A teenager, yeah, like a young teenager. Or yeah. Something. He had. To have I was in film school when that happened. Wow. You went to film school. I did. Yeah. Oh, dude, we need to like. I need to like absorb from you. Uh, it was a terrible film school. <laughs> It was a, it was a university trying to be a film school. But. Well, the fact that anybody was putting thought into it is more, right. I have notes written down in my phone that like, Oh, cow characters have outer and inner motivations. That's good. That's and I'm good. all proud of myself. Like, I've been doing research. <laughs> <laughs> You're so cute. That's hilarious. <laughs> yeah. I'm a nerd. I take notes with, like, a notebook and shit. I have reams of, like... I, don't, I mean, I learned from, like, in order to, like, do films, I thought I... You have to, like, watch it without the sound. Like, because that's really what movies are. It's just visuals. Yeah, that's my strength right now is like, I remember I was talking with O'Shea Boggess and he showed me this sketch he did. And he's like, yeah, it took us forever. I suck at directing. And I watched it and I was like, dude, I, I would have seen that in my head. It would have taken me 30 seconds. I was like, I, I realize I'm very visual. So I can see like every move, every beat, every angle, every mm -hmm. stitch like in my head before I do it. So I can just shoot these shots super, super quickly that's the thing about being an addict to television and movie. That's why I had to give it up. I literally, before like the year 2010, I saw all the movies and every show. I would say at the height of my addiction, <laughs> I was taking like 12 Vicodin a day and I watched 
the entire series of Lost, 108 one-hour episodes in like eight days. Jesus. <laughs> I, w- I want to applaud. Like, Yeah. It was not uh, satisfactory. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Lost is one of the most uh, mad uh, I've ever been, which is why I told my wife, here, I'm in the forge here. Anyone? Here I am in the forge. <laughs> you Westworld fans, you know, you see the, uh, the drone host. He's back there. I've got clearance. I'm here. <laughs> fucking, uh, it was produced by J.J. Abrams. And I remember seeing it. And fucking Westworld season one was literally the most amazing piece of television that surpassed Lost. I enjoyed season it. Season one. Season two was a little bit iffy. Westworld was like, huh, season two, not great. Lost, season three. Okay, things are getting fucked up. Westworld, oh no, season three is not good. So it's like <laughs> in season four, uh, season one was a, a mystery about a plane crash on an island. Season four, time travel. Yeah. They found a, a magical pirate ship wheel that controlled time. Okay, we got to stop giving JJ things. This is the, the clearly like Star Wars. JJ, well, stop it! <laughs> I think TV shows no are more, different. No more than movies because he TV needs shows to be can be a consultant. Yes, give JJ, him something to start. What do you think about the world? And give us some good mysteries. Yeah, get, <laughs> go fucking get a yacht and fuck be, off. Be an ideas guy. Man. Get a like, yacht yeah. and fuck off. <laughs> Let me and fucking Anthony Bartolo direct the next Star Wars. Right. Can I be a key grip? No. Yeah. Uh-huh. No. We're oh. running a fucking tight ship here, Ryan. <laughs> no. <laughs> That's fair. Okay, good call. That's a smart decision. Uh, I want to do craft services. <laughs> Wait a minute. I'm doing craft services before you're doing craft services. <laughs> I don't want to do it. I just want to stand next to it and go, are you having a good day? I want those sandwiches that are cut. <laughs> Yeah, I will totally do that for people. That's that would be my dream job: walking around making sure everyone had a sandwich. <laughs> I would be so good at that. <laughs> it's called a waitress. Oh, I would. Oh, I'm really good at that. <laughs> well, the one of the head boss ladies of, of Star Wars, Kathleen Kennedy, was fucking uh, Steven Spielberg's personal assistant. She got yep. sandwiches. She got sandwiches. Got, yeah, sandwiches. See, whatever, what always happens with stuff like this, I'm like, man, I just want to get sandwiches. And then I end up writing it and being the talent and ordering everybody around and being a big deal. I'm like, fuck. I really wish I could just make a sandwich. <laughs> <laughs> you're, a, you're a producer. That's what I am yeah. a producer. It's annoying. I'm like, we could do this and we could do that and we could get people in here. And then a year goes by and... People are coming out to a show in Lafayette. Yeah. <laughs> Everyone's like, how do you get people here? And I'm like, you got to be real nice. <laughs> do it for a long time. Yeah. You got to yeah. make sure everyone has their sandwiches. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Lots of sandwiches. Yeah. yeah. I think word of mouth is still way, way stronger than any internet. Absolutely, marketing. man. You people can generate awareness on the internet, but no one really gives a shit until... Yeah. I think that's why uh, Irish Rover is one of the best mics in all of Denver because Oren works mm-hmm. the bar and is social. 
And he's like, yeah. yo, fucking, there's a thing. Come back. Fucking dollar sliders. Comedy. Come on. I do the know? same thing at Long Tucky. Whenever the mic's over, I walk around, make sure everyone had a good time. Asked them who their favorite was, who they hated. <laughs> like, whatever. I guess I should do that. It's for them. <laughs> I'm tired. It's I'm just so tired after the mic. I'm just like, oh, good. You guys stick around. Good. Yeah. Uh-huh. Good job. It's I like hosting a party, right? It's like, yeah. it's like you need to go fucking kiss babies and shake dogs or whatever. Yeah, yes. I did the same thing at Front Range, man. Once they like know who you are, you know, you'll get a lot of people walking up to you being like, Mandy, and you're like, you. Mm. <laughs> yeah. Awesome. yeah, yeah. I was going to say, uh, I notoriously uh, did dishes at Front Range, walked out, did five minutes, and walked back in and did more dishes. <laughs> oh, yeah, I remember. Yes. Uh, I miss Front Range. That's uh, Sebastian Maniscalco story. He used to fucking, he was a waiter like 10 blocks from the comedy store and he would fucking get to the comedy store on his break in his waiter outfit and change into his Sebastian Eddie Murphy clothes and then fucking change back into his waiter outfit and go back to work without eating lunch. Yeah, that's pretty much what I did. But I still ate lunch. (laughs) <laughs> yeah they always fed it fed yeah, us. yeah 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 huh. that's why he's playing madison square garden ride all right touche right. <laughs> gotta cut out the lunch all right oh uh, remember when we could all be in the same room that was oh fun. that was fun uh, miss it <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh saturday night when i did the show uh in Greeley, the drive-in show um, i'm doing it saturday night apparently oh man it's so Not fun. apparently you're booked on it i saw that um, there was a there was a car of comedians that came and like oh, not yeah. hugging them was like uh, I just had to like I kept having to put my hands in my pockets and be like don't hug people like it was so hard like ugh, they were huggers too even if they weren't huggers I would still want to hug them we're all huggers after this yeah right everyone's gonna come, welcome to my world <laughs> no makeup and hugging <laughs> <laughs> it just makes me think of like i keep having this vision in my head of like you're on stage at comedy works right packed house fucking you get to the a big punchline your big fucking huge it's gonna kill punchline you say it it kills and now i picture if you could like you know, go into After Effects and and like digitally alter every single person's breath to be tinted bright green. Yeah. And you hit you hit your punchline on that stage, and you get hit with this wall oh, of green air. Piracy. Oh, it's just like yeah. like blah. The more yeah. I'm killing, the more I'm dirty. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's like yeah. such, and they're packed together, and they're going ha at us. And it's like we can bouncing pack. off of our faces and back into their faces. It's just a dust. We're probably heads. spitting. I'm spitting constantly. Yeah. Oh, so the horrible. front row is getting fucking like hit in the eye like 28 days later. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> it's just all the slow-mo like. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck. Okay. Right, we're definitely using the video on this one too. <laughs> yeah, right. Oh, that's so gross. That's why the the car show I think was pretty cool. It's like everyone was in their cars. See, that's what I got. I'm going to the open mic. I'm going to. I, I don't know if yeah. anybody else is. Hodie's is doing it. I believe Monday. 
in Fort Collins. Yeah. Really? I'm doing uh, a Chris Wellman's Slut Down show on Monday. Really? On Zoom. Yeah. Oh, I got to tell a slutty story. Oh. But Hody's is doing it lo- in person? So it's it's drive-in movie theater style. Oh, like park okay. in, yeah, listen. Okay, okay. I mean, still, I mean, I'm desperate, man. It's been... It's I'm been- going to go ahead and tell you that them in their cars and honking and beeping, for me, felt similar if not the same as being at a show okay cool and i feel bombing's gonna be the same thing too and there's nothing happening on a you know when they don't like it so yeah okay that's all Kurt fletcher was the comedian it was me and him that did that show on saturday um he did probably like 40 45 minutes uh he is a one-liner comic when they liked it they beeped they flashed their lights when they didn't like it (laughs) like he got very instant feedback. And for me, it was funny because I'm a comedian and I love it when comedians are like, okay, didn't like that one. You know, like that, yeah. that tension always makes me laugh. So I was giggling anyway. But I mean, they liked almost all of his jokes. And like when one didn't hit, he got that instant feedback. I'm more of like a storytelling kind of leading up to it, you know? So he was getting like, a if, if you want to judge your laughs per second, that's how you can do it at them honking shows. <laughs> if you want to really judge that and get in your head and not be good at comedy and judge for last per second. <laughs> okay. I'll stop. <laughs> last per second is annoying to me, but I, you, you get the instant, you get the, and you got to mess with your pacing a little bit. Cause like they'll honk and you still have a tag or whatever. You got to slow down a little bit in that. Okay. Respect. But it's probably the closest thing that we're going to get for a while <laughs> to an actual live audience that are there laughing at the same time that we, you know. Do you feel out of practice at all? Do what? You didn't feel out of practice? Um, yes, but this was one of the first shows that like I didn't want it to cancel like it looked like it was gonna rain and I was like oh god I hope it doesn't rain and sometimes like because I have such low confidence I'm like oh I hope every show cancels I don't want to do it (laughs) you know but I hadn't performed in a month and a half and it reminded me how much I love comedy and I was so excited I was just ready I didn't feel rusty my first 10 minutes I just did quarantine bullshit and then went into the the old hits Cause I haven't been writing anything. <laughs> so I was like, if these people are going to come out and risk getting the COVID, I'm going to give them good jokes that I know they're going to, you know, like, you know what I mean? I didn't. Comedy is, uh, if I'm, I'm still a newbie, you know, I'm just under three years in that range. So I'm mm-hmm. not like, you know, I'm two and a half years. I'm not anything to talk, but if I was to give any advice to fucking, uh, like brand new comics it's that the uh don't smoke weed and forget your point halfway through a sentence i just forgot what i was gonna say <laughs> i was like that's solid advice actually been there yeah i, I was gonna oh. say I, I, that it's a cult sorry what were you gonna say <laughs> i was gonna say i ripped the biggest dab of my life earlier and like mm-hmm. i was like yeah i haven't gotten that high since oh yeah How's the cannabis? Yeah. So, uh, <laughs> so yeah, no, that, uh, so comedy is new for new comics. It's a, if you want, it's a cult, like prepare, mm-hmm. like the same expectations. Like if you were to get involved with a cult, expect the same things. It's like, you need to be here always 
devote all of your free time to it. When you're not here, be thinking about it. You yeah. know, don't work too many extra hours and get any money. So you live with no money, minimum, bare minimum with every goddamn thing. And then you'll go out and like the way that we'll stand there in these, like the idea of like someone that doesn't do comedy. It's like, I go to a parking lot and cars honk at me while I tell funnies. Mm-hmm. They'd be like, oh, that sounds like something an insane person would do. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And and not only did I do it, it made me feel like a person. And it not only do we, and we're like, 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 dude, that's dope. I want to do it. <laughs> right. like, it's not even a thought. <laughs> yeah, exactly. These Zoom shows are terrible, but I got two coming up in the next week. It's like, fuck it. Me too. Do something yeah. different. Well, so my point was about the cult thing is that like I think this is going to be good. We're not allowed to take two months off, and it's the best thing. I think it's going to be great for comedy. I think, I think a so lot too. of comics are going to find like, oh shit, I finally have like a fresh perspective for the first time in half a decade. Well, and I also think people are going to be like, okay the world could end. I could die. Let me do this now, you know, and drop your shit and just have fun because people laughter is so, I mean, (laughs) people are going to laugh or they're not say what you got to say. You know, Joe Rogan made a point on his podcast one time that stuck with me for like five years or so long ago, but he's talking about like Richard Pryor's movies are hilarious, right? We all love Richard Pryor's movies. But if you took every single laugh in almost all of his movies, they still don't like probably add up to like live at the Sunset Strip stand up. He crushes mm-hmm. so goddamn hard. You could take all the movies and they're not as funny as just one man talking. Yep. Like, how is yeah. that possible? Because stand up is weird, different, yeah. something special. It is. Yeah. It's like one of the few times nowadays, well, not now, (laughs) normal old times. Yeah. In olden day times where, um, nobody would look at their phone and they would sit there for a couple hours. Yeah. Like, and like laugh at the same things at the same time. It's crazy. It's crazy. Like there's people, nobody agrees ever. (laughs) And everyone agreed that that was funny. And they all laughed at the same time. It's ridiculous. That was the feeling on Saturday when I was like, hit a punchline and like all three cars beeped at the same time. I was like, Oh, I hit him!" You know, like it just, that feeling of just like, I needed that. I didn't know That's, if they laugh at the, it. They did. In the last, since quarantine kind of ended, I've had a couple of different, uh, just coincidentally two different pairs of comedians who wanted to like intermingle, we'll say. And I owe one, I have a 100% don't do it policy. Mm. It's, it's the worst idea ever. It's like, we are all just by the mere fact that you're doing this. It's like, Oh honey, you're broken. Okay. Like yeah. just the fact that, Oh, I've seen your face more than 10 times this month. Oh, you know, mm-hmm. you, you live in Boulder. I shouldn't, you know, we've got <laughs> bars and like denver has the worst bars at least boulders you know no 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 when you have voodoo and the denver mission is letting out it looks like the walking dead dude my car got broken into like my fourth mic there 
I've heard so many people get things stolen in Denver. It's crazy. Yeah. Like Harrison Garcia was telling me about like bikes and crap he's gotten stolen. I saw Christy Bugley got her bike stolen. I was like, yo. Bill Corridor's had like crazy. five bikes stolen. Yes. Like, also, I heard that too. Oh my gosh. Yeah. I was like, that's insane. Like even talking to Harrison, he's just like, oh, you know, there's people that do drugs. And I'm like, it's so matter of fact. I'm like, if my, if anything of mine got stolen, I would just be like, oh clutch my pearls this doesn't happen and wherever the hell i'm at where do i live don't you have a joke about your makeup getting stolen well yeah but that's when i used to date scumbags it's <laughs> <laughs> steal your makeup oh no they just lived in bad places and oh. i left my purse in my car and my car got broken into oh. yeah lats in south carolina don't go there <laughs> throwing it out there they will Shout steal out. your shit. <laughs> they will steal your shit. I had, a, I had a car stolen here. What? A car? Yeah, my wife's car. Oh. I, got, I got it stolen. Oh. Did you leave it unlocked? It's she just walked in, so what a perfect time to start this fucking story. <laughs> <laughs> I can end it. <laughs> <laughs> So let me bring my wife in. <laughs> Introducing. <laughs> uh, I'm from Iowa, man. If you were to steal a car from a gas station in Iowa, it would probably, the helicopter would probably get fucking like called out. Like I'm not even kidding. <laughs> That's the level. Where I live, there was so many board police like the idea that you would try to steal a car in Des Moines, Iowa, good fucking luck, bro. Right. You're going to end up on cops going through some fucking dude's house as you roll over in a residential neighborhood. <laughs> like it, they don't fuck around there. So I went to a gas station and I went to pay at the pump. It's like one in the morning and I go to pay at the pump and it's not working. And I look over and the attendant is like, look at me in the eyes. And she goes, no, 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 no. Like, like, come here. And I was like, oh, so I fucking, like, I had turned off the car and left the keys in the ignition, got out to pay at the pump. She's like, no, 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 come here. And I was like, oh, okay. So I put the nozzle back in and I, and I just don't think I go to see what the fuck is she's talking about. And she's like, I'm doing my end of day. I can't process anything for like four minutes. I'm like, okay. So I'm just standing there like fucking... And I look over and I see this little crackhead fucking 20-year-old lady fucking Uh, jump in it. And it's just like... uh, She literally stole your car in front of you? That is straight out of a movie. It was fucking pretty brutal. Denver gave so little fucks. Oh, yeah. When the nice lady cop dropped me off at home... She, I was, you know, it was like out of Big Lebowski. I was like, I was like, do you get? And she's like, oh no, you know. (laughs) (laughs) And then I get out of the car and she goes, well, you know, good luck. And if you're out and you see it, call us. (laughs) (laughs) I was like, lady, you did not just say that to me. First of all, how am I going to be out? (laughs) If I see my stolen car, I should call you. Mother fuck. Yeah. They never found the car. They end up finding it fucking, uh, thank God, just like in enough time that the insurance bought a new car. Okay. Nice. It got Where did totally they find it? Uh, so it got taken in Thornton 
on 90 or 88th in uh, Washington. And it ended up fucking uh, over by the Lakewood amusement park over on. Classy. I had one. Somebody stole plates off my car from 84th in Washington and then they wrecked right at the same area. Whoa. (laughs) Yeah, dude, that place was uh, interesting. Mm -hmm. Yeah. That's crazy. Yeah. Cause I lived, uh, on uh right there by peerless tires i live behind peerless by the school yeah okay yeah so Uh, i was right there and fucking it seemed like a really nice neighborhood nice hispanic folks mm -hmm. yeah if you were white and you lived there you were insane (laughs) i got attacked by a motorcycle man there one time too that's another story (laughs) (laughs) denver's crazy man none of that shit happened in iowa I sadly was like, is his name Robert? Robert? <laughs> he got away. It was like some Grand Theft Auto shit. What? Uh, yeah. That area is not great. But well, this pod- go- oh. <laughs> oh, Anthony, you cut me from my cutoff. Oh, Damn wow. it, man. <laughs> I was going to say, but this podcast has been great. Yeah, this was fun. Thanks, Josh and Anthony. Oh, yes. thanks for having us. I try Thank to you. smoke as much weed as possible for the weed show. It was, yeah, no, no, no. I'm I appreciate it. <laughs> oh, I, I was epically baked for about 30 minutes there. It was, it was, it was good. Uh, yeah. But uh, so Josh, uh, do you have anything you want to plug? You said you have shows, anything you want to, I mean, people? yeah, you know, you, you'll find those on the internet tonight is the Zach Moss phone it in film festival. So mm-hmm. fucking, uh, I, uh, I thought I did a fine last time and I received a lot a lot, lot, lot of messages, like a, a scary amount of messages. People like, oh, you should have won. That was so good. I was like, yeah. wow, really? Your shit so is crazy. Like, <laughs> I feel like the uh, getting people to vote for you outside of people that may or may not have even been in the lobby to see your thing, you know? So if, you, uh, if you're around, go to fucking uh, hold the phone on Twitch, you know, holdthephone.tv and, you know, around 9.30, just... Pop in and vote for Josh Grambo. What do you got to lose? Yeah. Nice. Anthony? Anthony. Uh, uh, I am retiring from comedy. <laughs> oh, you're not. <laughs> My last show is at Syntax this Saturday. <laughs> Please People come. better come out. This is a last show. A Boulder comedy legend right there. If you come out and support, you might be able to bring him out of retirement for one more show. Right. Lots of, you got to beep and honk Anthony out of retirement. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and don't, and don't drive anybody. Mm, <laughs> well, well, thank you for having us. This is fun. It's good yeah. to talk to humans. Yes. Uh, thank, thank you guys. Thank you. You. I figured out where the stop recording button was. I was I like, what is he? Are you pirate? I figured it out. It no. says it's still recording. Though. You can edit this. <laughs> yeah, I, thank you. <laughs> thank you for listening to this episode of The Three Mannies. Find us on social media at The Three Mannies. And make sure to comment, like, and subscribe.